wannabes. This is Dylan, one of your wonderful co-hosts of the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast. Travis and I just want to give a huge thank you to all of our listeners for being with us, supporting us, listening to us every week. We would not be able to do what we're doing if it weren't for your support, so thank you. To say thank you in a tangible way, we have a new Facebook group called the Wouldn't It Be Nice community. Go on there, join us in conversation, keep updated on different guests, on different episode ideas that we have, and uh, much more. Now, for those of you who really want to support us in a uh, financial way, we have a new Patreon account, which means you can support us in three different levels. In every single one of those tiers, you get different benefits. Now, one benefit that comes along with every single one of those tiers is you get access to our private Discord account, which means you get to have conversations with us and we get ideas from you. We want to give you the opportunity to collaborate with us, help us create a better podcast. And you can do that by going to our private Discord once you become a patron. And also, if you're a top-tier patron, you get a free hat. Huh? Huh? There's lots of awesome goodies on there. Go check it out. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you. We would not be able to do this without you. And we cannot wait to see where this podcast goes. This isn't like some like j- trick where you guys like take edibles before the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said something here. <laughs> I, I ate something edible before I came on the podcast. Shrooms. <laughs> No, um, I don't know what I ate. I don't know what I ate for dinner. Oh, I had noodle. I had some spinach garlic noodles with olive oil and <laughs> weed noodles. And uh, <laughs> never touched a drug in my life. Did you other than Adderall? Did you substitute the oregano with a little wacky tobacco? <laughs> <laughs> I just was reminded when they plant the, the weed in Toby's desk. Yeah. It's caprese salad. <laughs> it's caprese salad. Look, there's some there's some mozzarella cheese right there. <laughs> Anyways, it's not his. It's mine. It's mine. What's up, everybody? It's the. Okay. 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 Stop laughing. I was laughing. You were. You were laughing. You laughed. You were definitely laughing. Okay, I'm gonna block my face. Okay. This must. This must be what it's like to be on a comedy sitcom. I can still hear you laugh. I think this time, no matter what, even with laughing, you have to just like just do it. Yeah, and then we can use the wacky tobacco part as the cold yeah. open or something, so they understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have to be ready to to fire in with the first question. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast episode six for real. Episode six this time. Super happy to be here. Thank you so much to everybody who's been 
listening to the last truly five episodes. Yes, thank you. Um, we are we are so very thankful. Make sure you leave us a, a review. Um, give us a little comment. Let us know how we're doing. I'm Travis. This is Dylan. Hello. We have a fantastic guest, an entrepreneur. He's from the great state of Indiana. Tyler Jones from Chisel. Tyler, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is this is just great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to excited to talk Chisel and, and a little bit about what you guys are doing too. Yeah, man. Thank you for jumping on. We've been talking about this for quite some time now, and it's finally here. Pumps, pumped, pumped you really out of the hat. We are pumped to be able to have you on this episode with us to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurship background, a little bit about uh, how woodworking has shaped your life, and um, talk about a little bit about business. So let's just start right off the bat with uh, tell us a little bit about your background with woodworking. Yeah, so I'll be the first to admit I myself am not a woodworker. Uh, I grew mm-hmm. up around it. I would so my grandpa is a, um, I would say a serial entrepreneur from Central Illinois. Didn't go to college. Was in uh, drafted to Vietnam, and just a self-made individual. And uh, probably about eleven years ago now, maybe a little longer, he. He's not one to actually retire, um, got into, into woodworking and, um, has a quite the elaborate shop outside of Decatur, Illinois. And over that time has just built his craftsmanship and built things from little tiny boxes to 20 person dining room tables that are valued at $30,000 plus. Wow. Uh, so I've spent, uh, I always say my grandpa is kind of my person. So I spent a lot of time with him. Over the years, just growing up, I grew up not too far from him, so I was able to be there with him, be in the shop in between, uh, would fish some on his property. And so a lot of good memories, just spending time with him, listening to, to John Prine and mm-hmm. uh, being in the wood shop with him. So I think that's, for me, like woodworking and like pure or uh, like peace kind of go are synonyms to me. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's kind of where my passion comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So you're not a woodworker yourself. Um, you did some with your grandpa, right? So you know a little, you know how to woodwork. You just don't really do it these days. Yeah, I know. Like, so obviously we'll get into, into chisel, but um, I would say I understand it very mm-hmm. well. Obviously, the people yeah. I'm talking to um, on a on a daily basis are woodworking and uh, have to understand the, the details of it and the projects that my grandpa has has carried on. So have a grasp on it, but, um, I right now don't have time being married, have a little one and, uh, mm-hmm. having a job and then running chisel don't exist. And the lack of wood shop, uh, at some point in my life, I will take it up. But right now it's, my goal is to understand it as uh, well as possible so I can build, build chisel. Mm. Where did your passion come from to, to help woodworkers? Obviously your grandpa played mm-hmm. a part in that, but what yeah. what made you want to take that entrepreneurial spirit and say, you know, let's just mm-hmm. help this community thrive? Yeah, so kind of like why this or this problem, I guess, or the problem I saw within woodworking is there's a lot of the phrases I would use are uh, underappreciated or um, undiscovered woodworkers that are all across mm-hmm. the country and the world, to be honest, that are making pieces that are 
uh, incredible doesn't even do it justice. Things that can change a home, things that can um, make for an incredible wedding gift, things that can be heirlooms for generations and generations. And so for me, I, while I was hanging out with my grandpa and his, his friends, he would have actually other woodworkers come and uh, work in his shop. And all of them, um, maybe some of this has to do with their age, but we won't call out their age. Um, <laughs> all of them, you know, they would, I built them a website at one point to sell their work, but there were just these reoccurring issues or uh, within woodworking where you have all of these talented individuals that are making furniture that's way nicer than anything I can get from a store anywhere mm. near me. Yeah. They don't have, they're spending their time building pieces. So they aren't going to have enough time or the willpower to run a business on the side, even if they really want to it takes a lot, of, a lot of work to do and they don't know how to market themselves. So, and this varies. I've talked to individuals and woodworkers across various ages that struggle with that. And um, so that's kind of the problems we saw, like how do we tap into, at first it was more just a concept or an issue of how do we tap into this community, like you said, Travis, and and help them and enable them to mm -hmm. connect with people just like my parents or my wife and I or my friends to bring their pieces to their homes. So the phrase I think about is like my individual mission in life is to create a more comfortable life for myself, my family, those around me. And I think about that in woodworking, like everything mm. you build is um, putting forth a more comfortable life and building something of meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love that. I mean, that, that to me, I'm a sold on that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want to, I want to be a part of it because yeah, making, life have more quality that's my goal like i want to improve people's lives with woodworking and I, I feel like that's most people's goal i mm -hmm. mean that's even the simplest thing is a cutting board you're helping somebody have a better experience in their kitchen i mean right um and and plus what you said about entrepreneurship too um you know, there's a lot of people that's, you know, are great woodworkers, but also just challenged or challenged to sell their beautiful woodworking pieces. It's, it's a balancing act of trying to, I can make this now, how the heck do I sell it? And really that's the heart of this podcast too, is because we're learning, you know, our, our motto is we're not experts, but we want to be. And this whole thing is about learning how, you know, we might be pretty good at woodworking. We still have plenty to learn there. Really, at least for me, I am very inexperienced with the business side of things. Mm -hmm. So this whole podcast is just us trying to talk to people like you um, and learn, learn how to do it. Right. So I love Chisel. Yeah. It's it, it's been a benefit to me already. I've signed up and mm -hmm. sold some stuff too. Why don't you Why don't you dive in and yeah, kind of give our listeners a a grip on what Chisel is? Yeah. Yeah, I will uh, give Dylan a shout out in the process. But Chisel, uh, at a very high level, is Who's the Dylan? online market. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of my pitch. <laughs> Fawcett. Dylan Fawcett. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <right>. Keep going. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> 
high level. Chisel is the online marketplace for vetted woodworkers to sell their high quality pieces to shoppers near and far. Uh, we've simplified that down as much as we can. Um, the goal is to be simple. So I am, my goal personally is to um, grow a company from now until whenever my time comes or company or companies. And I thought I did a lot of thinking this past year and a half, two years of what do I want to work on? So back to Travis, you posed the question of like, why this problem? Uh, I cared deeply about it. And then chisel pairing that with uh, a lot of conversations with my grandpa of yes, there's Etsy. Yes, there's consignment shops. There are options, but there's nothing that is truly dedicated that is gated and vetted um, within woodworking. Mm -hmm. And the marketplace allows people like I go back to undiscovered and um, underappreciated to show up to shoppers all over the world. Uh, and that's kind of our goal behind it. So and I want to go back to the fact that I'm not a woodworker too, because I do think that uh, I love your cat, by the way. Uh, you should he's just, he's saying hi. He just wanted to stop in. Uh, I want to go back to the fact that I'm, not a active woodworker because I think that's like maybe, I don't know if pushback is the right way to put it, but if a, I reach out to a woodworker and they say, well, are you a woodworker? And I, if I just answer no, I could see why they'd be like, wait, you know, what the heck? Um, my pushback there is it's my goal to understand it uh, and all the details that go along with it. Mm -hmm. But so I'll go back since I played college baseball, like it was my coach's job to train me and coach me. It wasn't my coach's job to go out and pitch for me in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to like divide the two because my goal in, in my mind is to build chisel and build the online marketplace at, to a, um, as high as a standard as possible. So woodworkers like the both of you across the country can, uh, it can help you build your business and, um, and reach, like I said, reach shoppers uh, all over the place. So there's a lot that goes into that, that I'm, I'm excited to kind of dive into a little more just from the supply and demand side, but that's kind of the, what chisel is and why I spend so much time thinking about it and working on it. Um, with, uh, my co-founder's name is Andrew and he's kind of on the, um, like deeper sales side as well. So. We've been, mm. we've been at it for a handful of months now. It's awesome. Yeah. So when did this idea start? When, when did you, when was it conceived? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say probably, let's see, I'm like dating myself now. I feel like an old man now, but <laughs> probably three, I think I was just finishing college. So I would say like three and a half, four years ago. And I ran it by my grandpa and it's something we've always talked about. Uh, last year, my wife and I went to Florida, spent some time there. I was uh, working from there and we had, it was on a weekend and we were both just like sitting with our feet in the pool and just talking about it and how, I mean, he's very passionate about it too as a woodworker. So it's just kind of a concept and idea we've always come back to. And one I've been chewing on for, like I said, yeah, three, four years now. Um, but 
the timing of it is interesting just on what we built the platform on and the technology and the software that uh, has been created to do so. And mm. kind of the things that I've learned that's enabled me to build it all as well. Mm. Mm. Um, first of all, you're not dating yourself. You're just a youngin. <laughs> I think we're all about the same age. Yeah. I've yeah, been out of college for almost eight years, so. <laughs> wow. Just tell people you graduated when you were 16. You're just ahead of the curve. I've been out yeah. for since 2018. Five years. Coming on five years. Yeah. Mm. It's my 10-year high school reunion this year. It's weird. Wow. So, no, that math doesn't add up. I did graduate <laughs> early, though. I graduated in three years from college, so seven years out of college. But okay, anyways, yeah. you're not you're not old. Um no. um earlier you mentioned etsy right and i think when you bring up or pitch this idea of an online platform for woodworkers that is going to be the first thing that people go to like they're going to be your immediate threat of oh so like an etsy how are you going to differentiate yourself from that platform yeah i so at first Honestly, Travis, this is one that like kept me up at night, maybe <laughs> even when it was just a concept. I'm like, cause I, I love the idea in my head, but one, I always think of like, is anyone else going to care? And mm. two, what's out there already. So Etsy was at the forefront of my mind for a long time. And now I actually, I don't even see Etsy as like a direct competitor. And I don't think Etsy would really see chisel as a direct competitor indirect. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I say that because I think so far I try to have in-depth conversations with uh, some woodworkers just want to post on chisel and and maybe not have in-depth conversations with me. Uh, Dylan is kind enough to, respond to all my texts and talk on the phone and give <laughs> feedback, uh, which is super valuable. Uh, well, you gave me but... a sweatshirt, so <laughs> <laughs> it'd be I rude not to, <laughs> it'd be rude um, not to. I, I believe four woodworkers now that I've had, like I said, in-depth conversations with, they've actually asked me all a variation of the same question. And that's how do you make sure this isn't like Etsy? Mm-hmm. and it's not them like bashing Etsy it's and I always say like what why would you ask that like what brings that up because I want to understand that deeper and the same theme of like Etsy saturated it's more arts and crafts um, there's some mass produced like the higher end furniture that's on there is sometimes more mass produced that you can actually cross reference it from um, some more like supplier type uh right yeah mm-hmm. uh, i don't know marketplaces or um there's a lot of that so yeah so that's where we came in and say okay well one we can just be really niche and focused on the woodworkers he's, he's a niche niche a niche it's niche oh it's oh it's niche oh we've had this <laughs> we've had this conversation kyle was Travis. a niche too that's two two right now We're two to two okay anyways it's going to be our every single episode question. We're going to say <laughs> you niche or niche. So within the woodworking Continue. niche, um, uh, there's a few things that we focus on a lot. Honestly, there's, there's going to be phases to the the business overall. And I try to, I would say I'm Andrew, 
my co-founder is a lot better at like being where our feet are. And I try to kind of like a more visionary look down the road a little bit, but mm-hmm. there's a few things that we can differentiate ourselves with. And the first is that we're vetted. So yeah, every time a woodworker comes in and lists an item, it is, it does not show up until we review it and we push approve. Mm. And that is something that is proven really valuable because that means we can actually like help woodworkers build their business. So for example, yeah. there's a listing and the product description is five words, like charcuterie board for a kitchen. I'm going to say, Hey, love this piece. Um, love the photos. Can't approve this until the product description is, is bulked up. Like happy to write it for you if you'd like. Mm-hmm. And the f- I just feel like the relationships throughout that process have, have grown a lot. Um, I love that. And then on top of, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I, uh, Dylan, you're, you write uh, great product descriptions. and uh, <laughs> My wife uh, helped me for the first few, and I, I was able to learn. But Your photos are also really great. And that's honestly, we've had, that's like a, I think about a standard a lot, like the word, what's the standard? And you know, you among a few others that were the early, let's say five vendors just set a standard. Like someone that came to the site and said, well, I want to list something. Well, I need, it has to be, you know, it has to look this good and it has to be written this well. That's people build on that. And that's important. Um, but another differentiator is just the categories. So yes, you can go and like search woodworking on Etsy, for example, or other, I mean, you could do that on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace too. But just getting deep into charcuterie boards, you know, certain chairs, coffee tables, um, and then the custom pieces and the available now pieces. So mm-hmm. we just kind of dove deeper into the availability and the process. Mm. I appreciate the accountability that comes with that. I mean, one, you're doing it for your own business end, but for us, I mean, it, it, it helps the vendor become better at selling their product too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the accountability is great. And it, and it feels like a team effort. It's not like Etsy, it's like you're doing everything by yourself. I mean, you don't have any sort of, you know, Etsy doesn't vet, which is neither a bad or a good thing. It's just the way they are. And yeah. it's, yeah. but it's, it's hard to learn how to sell on there when you're first going. I mean, I, I spent hours listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos and just how to put myself out there in Etsy in a successful way. Yeah. Still not Mm -hmm. great at that. But again, I I just love the team aspect, the relational part of it. Yeah. This might be a, a a bit of a hot take. It might come off as a little bit brash, but I'm going to say it anyways. And I'm going to preface it by saying that in no way am I going to devalue somebody enjoying their craft or having a good time making something. But Etsy, I think, has evolved into the saturation, like you said, of some cliche things in a way. Um, Completely you know, agree. Maybe just a little bit more towards the simple side. And if what I'm understanding is correct is you're looking to essentially – take the products displayed on your site and just kind of maybe bump up that craftsmanship another level. Yeah. Very curated or uh, an artisan approach, I think is a word we use quite Mm. a bit. I like that. I will say too, that disclaimer, like I love Etsy. Mm -hmm. My phone case that I have is from Etsy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I agree with what you say, Dylan, with like the, the assistance, obviously they're a successful business. Like they're a household name. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts about Etsy because the way they started and uh, grew is really interesting. Like, I think this actually shows that it's different from Chisel is they grew, Etsy grew because their suppliers were buying from other suppliers. So they would, you know, maybe you wanted to, I don't know, make a quilt, for example. You might buy like the materials from someone else on Etsy because there's a lot of just like individual supplies that exist there. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, the categories are endless. So, I mean, I've done that for. Yep. For bottle openers, mm-hmm. I've I have purchased little metal inserts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's that, you got it in your pocket. There you go. <laughs> I mean, have, yeah, it sticks to my uh, my desk. Yeah, my, it's magnet, so it sticks right on there. That's what it's for. That's awesome. I think in my description, I said you stick it on your desk, your fridge, yeah. mm-hmm. your your car if you're drinking soda, obviously. Yeah, the classic root beer. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> hey, you approved it. You approved the description. I did. I, did. I bought one. <laughs> now, I don't want to turn this into an Etsy comparison because you're different than Etsy. And, you know, you're – I just think it's so cool what you're getting out here to do. So being on your own platform, mm-hmm. taking a more artisan approach, you – are probably going to be distributing items that or are going to be a higher cost. Now, how how do you approach somebody who may like that value line a little better? How do you get them to take the plunge to buy maybe the $150, $200 charcuterie board as opposed to, you know, maybe a $49 board from somewhere else? Yeah, uh, this is the question that is eliminating sleep for my life. Uh, I was, <laughs> isn't that just your child that's doing that? <laughs> no, he, he actually sleeps great. Uh, my 12 week old child sleeps better than I do. Um, uh, life hack. Which, I don't, which I don't is, have kids, but if you just think that's about the life these, hack, don't have kids. If you don't think about these things, so only think about these things while your kid is up and then your life hacking right there. If only that worked. If only that worked, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I have kids, so I can't say. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's the. I, I think of Chisel as it's a marketplace, so it's two sided. So the supply is like where we first dove into. How do we find people like yourselves to trust us? One, respond to us. Two, and then create a profile and list items. Three, like that's mm-hmm. a. Um, I don't want to say like a big ask, but it's people's time. It's people's work, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. The other side, we actually, the supply side, we just have gone within the Midwest to start. And our, our official launch to the, the public is a week from today, uh, February 28th. And just a quick plug there. Um, yeah. We are doing that because the demand side. So the other side of the marketplace is, this is always when you study marketplaces, no matter the industry, the demand side is almost always the hardest part. So how do we find someone moving into a new home, someone redesigning their kitchen or their living room or their dining room, uh, someone getting married, all of these like life events, we'll say, 
Mm-hmm. How do we find them and then lead them to chisel? And so the biggest thing for me, for example, is an example I always use is there's two and a half million weddings this year that are going to happen. If, <laughs> if every guest of those weddings knew about chisel, would one person from each wedding buy an item as a gift? Because when you think about, to your point, Travis, uh, people spend about $100 on wedding gifts, give or take. And that's about our average item on chisel. Now, there are some, there's, I'm staring at one right now, $450 coffee table. That is, like, I want to buy it so bad. Uh, but I, I want to save it for somebody else because there's only one of them. Mm-hmm. And so how do we entice people, like you asked? How do we entice people to come on and, mm-hmm. and make that, inve- I'll call it an investment, like not even a purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, I don't have a great answer, I would say. But I do think that we hypothesize that kind of our target individual are women from like 25 to 54 just to let you into like our world a little bit and um that's because if you're buying something for your home it's usually the woman that's gonna uh, buy that piece Uh, i know like i would way more trust my wife to buy a piece for our home than myself same and you're both Mm -hmm. you're both nodding your hands Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) um (laughs) absolutely like even if she didn't want to i'd be like you have to just take this one. Like I don't trust myself. Um, yeah. And so we are doing everything we can from a, I kind of focus on things that aren't scalable. So like messaging people and, um, doing some like group research, et cetera. And then Andrew is things that do scale. So like he researched Pinterest ads for our, a little campaign we're trying out and testing. Um, large groups on Facebook. Like how do you get in front of those people? Mm. And, uh, my wife is a wedding planner. And so the wedding industry is interesting to us. And we're thinking about ways to, to kind of break into that and get in front of people. But that is the, how we're approaching it. And then I'm not big into advertising, but running low budget ads and just getting the data so that we can take that and reapply it. Uh, so we're reaching the right individuals. That was but, a long yeah. answer to your question, Travis. But no, I love it, I though. About it. <laughs> now, I want to approach this just real quick from the other side, too. When you're vetting people, are you also trying to make sure that things are, are priced fairly? Because, you know, this can be an expensive industry. And I think, you know, more so on, on like a Facebook marketplace, but things can get overpriced just a little bit easily. Is that something you're paying attention to or are you leaving the value of that more up to the creator? Yeah, I would say the latter. Um, So I think that this is kind of a, I guess we'll call it an issue or a detail that kind of sorts itself out. Um, And I see this in my prior experience too, whether it's I work for a software company by day um, and I, like we talked about it before, had started Slab Outdoors, um, the equipment company. Pricing for me sorts itself out based on what the other side says about it, right? Mm. So I am very hesitant to go to a woodworker and say, hey, like, I think this should be cheaper. <laughs> uh, right. Because well, I don't know the supplies that went into it, for example. Right. I could guess. Um, I don't know 
I mean, even where they're located, supplies could vary, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think if something, let's say there's wildly expensive charcuterie board, um, over time, like they could adjust that price. Or maybe if something's up for a three-month period and doesn't seem to be getting a lot of views from our end, we could actually go in and say, hey, doesn't look like it's got a lot of views. Have you thought about adjusting price, changing product description, kind of back to what we talked about on your side, Dylan, of like the teamwork aspect. Uh, so I think yeah. there's a way to approach that, but I would never assume, I don't think it's fair for my end to assume like mm -hmm. this is yeah. overpriced, I guess. Absolutely. I totally get that. Yeah. Cause it's a person's time too is, mm -hmm. is for me, the value of my work is far more than just the materials it takes. Right. Like right. building a cutting board is $5 materials. But mm -hmm. it's the amount yep. of time you put into it, mm -hmm. and uh, and and any woodworker has the freedom to price their time too. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's just a matter of what's going on in your life. Is your time how how valuable is it to you? Right, and you're you're sacrificing other areas in your life to be out in the shop. For me, that's a big consideration when I'm thinking about how do I price this item because I'm like, I have a lot of stuff going on right now. And I don't have to be doing this, but I am. So I'm going to charge this amount because I just have to, to make it worth it. Yep. I see so much on Facebook groups of more so beginners coming in and saying, you know, hey, I'm new, built this piece. It looks like a really nice piece. And I don't know how to price it. And everybody kind of comes at it with like this stock formula of, you know, mm -hmm. material cost times one and a half or whatever the kind of general formula is. But I have always approached it from, you know, I was a contractor. So I always come at it from that end of, you know, contractors value their time far more differently and they figure things in far more differently into their hourly rates than I might. So that I, what I'm getting at there is, you know, I have a large appreciation for how you answered that question. Um, yeah as far as leaving it in the hands of, of the creator. I mean, that's really the, the fair way to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I think the time is an important piece that I, mm -hmm. I didn't mention too, Don. Um, yeah. Cause that can vary based on expertise, et cetera. Mm, right. 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 And, and the skill, I mean, the piece that it's materials, time and the technique that you're using too. Yeah. You're not paying for materials, you're paying for knowledge. Knowledge, labor. Yeah. And access to tools. <laughs> the formula that you mentioned, Travis, the what I'm the one that I use is materials times one and a half plus um how many hours times how much I charge per hour. Mm -hmm. So let's say I charge thirty dollars an hour. Uh, let's make it an even number 10, 10 hours. So $300 plus my materials times one and a half. And that one and a half is really just to make up. If I make mistakes, I can buy extra material uh, to mm -hmm. begin with. So then I don't have to go to the, the store, spend another hour out of my life. So I'm buying extra materials now so that I can, you know, account for any mistakes right. that are bound to happen. Right. I mean, it's a miracle if a mistake doesn't happen. I mean, at least on my end, <laughs> yeah. I don't, are you the same way? Just... Yeah. And you know, when I was, when I was out building, 
you know, my formulas were so different then mm-hmm. because you're coming up with your materials list and then what I value myself at, um, which when I was, you know, out there doing that, I valued myself at 60 bucks an hour. Well, that's not going to mm-hmm. be the same in the shop because there's not as much to take into account as with that. Right. I don't have right. time picking up material. Well, you will have some time picking up materials, but you don't have time, you know, estimating and designing and fuel costs and as much fuel costs, all that stuff. But I'm kind of getting back in my head about this stuff. Cause I just took a new full-time job as an estimator for a lumber company and I'm estimating like new build houses. And there's so many formulas that I have to run through my head <laughs> in the day just to figure out some of these things that it's like, is my plan formula for this correct? Which I don't know. I mean, if people buy, I think they're going to speak for themselves. And from our perspective, one thing that I've noticed is, you know, or what should be happening is if it's not selling, it's too expensive. If they're yep. flying off the shelves and you can't keep up on orders, it's too cheap. Yep. It's a balance yep. and it's a difficult balance to find. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. I es- am. Especially when we were building. Yeah. You know, when we're sending out estimates, we could send out, you know, 10 estimates a day. And that sweet spot was to try to land about, you know, four to five out of 10. If you're landing eight out of 10, too cheap. If you're Mm -hmm. landing one out of 10, you're too expensive. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. It's a really good way to put it. So I know, sorry, I know that question Mm -hmm. kind of dug us down into a rabbit hole, but I think that. I think that gears are turning now. <laughs> I, well, I think that that is very valuable for our listener to hear, to mm-hmm. know that as the proprietor of this fantastic company, you're not going to be, you know, your plan isn't to micromanage with this overarching, you know, rule book. Yeah, which I love. I mean, that's great. Yeah, something I would I would touch or to add to that too is like. It's as long as you're approved, the woodworker is approved. It's also free to sign up. So that's the first question we always get is like, does it cost to sign up? Um, does it cost a list? Because um, some other sites and there's, I'm not saying one way is right, one way is wrong, but some other sites will basically it costs to list an item and right. Um, and so we post it too. Mm-hmm. Yep, as long as you're approved and your listings are approved then it's free to sign up and then we simply take 10 percent of the transaction so we don't we don't make any money until the woodworker makes money mm-hmm. and the reason some people ask like why 10 percent um and i think i always try i'm very transparent and just in life in general i try to be but um i there's marketplaces out there not that would be uh, competitors with with chisel that mm-hmm. are 13 percent or 12.9 and then there's some that are six and a half and so uh, we try to be right in the middle and then we also obviously don't charge for the listing like i said so that 10 percent is something that i we haven't had a lot of pushback from uh consignment shops and mm. a woodworker say like wow consignment shops take like 40 percent and yep. They're obviously stuck in one oh, yeah. place. Yeah, um, there's a time and a place for those kind of shops, but um, I just like honestly, 
that was an early conversation I had, like consignment shops take the 40% as a friend of my grandpa's. And for me, like it kind of hurt my, hurt my soul in a way, like my entrepreneurial soul. Cause I'm like, wow, we need to, there's a better way to do this. Or there's like a gap within this niche <laughs> uh, Nailed it. to fill. Sorry. What was that? What's that? What are you using? <laughs> I'll find a way to get it in again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm perfectly happy with, with 10%. Um, yeah. I feel like that's fair for you guys because, I mean, you you got to be making money too. You're offering this service. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even argue that it could be higher, and mm-hmm. I'd be fine with it uh, just because, I, I mean, I'm, I sell it to, to in-person places um, at really? a coffee shop mm-hmm. and then at like a homemade Iowa uh, shop. And they both take thirty percent. Mm-hmm. So ten percent's nothing sure. to me. It's it's like I I get a large majority of what I'm, you know. It's so it's yeah. Again, yeah, I I think you guys you guys need to make money too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you, you're offering uh, a, a fantastic tool to put you know in your tool belt that's you know really priceless because mm-hmm. I'm able we're able to get a demographic of people we never would have had mm-hmm. before. If it weren't for a chisel. Not only that, but he's adding things that we don't have expertise on either. Exactly. There's no way that I would be able to market <laughs> and, you know, come up with this, not come up with the software, but figure out how to use a software on my own to try to hit this type of demographic. So, right. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've kind of hit the perfect formula there. Yeah. And I think too, another I think the marketing piece, like when you say demographic, like, which obviously I kind of talked through, we're, we're trying to figure that all out um, mm-hmm. for the woodworkers out there. And we don't want to grow a whole bunch of suppliers. Like we don't want to expand out of the Midwest mm. until um, we kind of get a balance of uh, some transactions and some traction there because yep. we don't want it to be unfair to woodworkers. But I will say like, while it's also free, every woodworker has a personal URL. So it can be a digital storefront. Like if you didn't have a website or even if you do, you could also have a, your own digital storefront from chisel. You just take and send it out and then it shows all of your open listings. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at yours earlier, Dylan, uh, cause I kind of scan over the site every once in a while and, mm. and was looking at that and just how it's laid out the profile, your location, your open listings, your bio, like, all those things that uh, instead of paying 12 bucks a month for a Squarespace or something like that, um, I, I try to show the value to woodworkers and that as well. Uh, but then everything that we, you know, transactions go up, then we only take that and put it, pour it into marketing. So it's just kind of like an engine that will grow over time, hopefully. Uh, whereas the more transactions and the more, visitors to the site the more we can continue to help woodworkers so it's yeah. a win-win for everyone i just realized that i don't even have my chisel profile on my link tree you should. on instagram i don't i don't know why i really don't know why well, i'm sorry i apologize i, I apologize <laughs> <laughs> no this is a good this is a good reminder for me and anybody else who has chisel a chisel profile to put it on your link tree because that's yeah. a fantastic point and i don't know why i have not been utilizing that just totally, totally brain farted on that one for like the last two months. That's okay. Pretty long That's fart okay. there. 
Okay. So oh, anyway. that's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway, we're we're close to wrapping up here. Um, do you have any questions, Travis, for Tyler? I don't know. I feel like I've been accidentally hogging the questions because this no man this site just I don't know. I just am fascinated and I love what you have going here. Me too. And I really do. This thing is it's going to be awesome when it's public. And I cannot wait to just share the crap out of <laughs> out of Chisel and but I guess uh one thing that we always ask um every single one of our guests is um what is your like what are your goals or like what's your wouldn't it be nice um for the future with this project to have this across the United States uh, so multiple woodworkers in every state and have it be a I won't say a household name I think that that's like I don't not necessarily not necessarily what we need chisel to be um, but something when you or I or the people we know are going to a wedding or, or just buying someone a nice gift that chisel kind of crosses their mind mm. uh, because then that would achieve to bring this full circle the a more comfortable life. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. What, what do you kind of think of when you want to deliver something that's pure and um, all the way through the process, by the way, like from the maker and, uh, how they spend their day, like my grandpa with the John Prine in the wood shop, like he's mm-hmm. loving his life all the way through to whether it's your dining room table, your coffee table, a candle, um, a candle holder, like what have you. Uh, that's kind of my goal, just to uh, fill the homes of people around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful, wouldn't it be nice? That's. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, it's been cool because I have been, you know, kind of a part of it just from the beginning of it, and I'm blessed. Like I'm number I'm, one. I'm grateful, man. I really am. I'm. I'm excited to be able to say that because it's. It's a cool. It's just a really cool endeavor that I think is going to go places. Mm-hmm. I really. I really want to see it do really well, and I'm. I'm excited because I think it will. Um, one just because it's a tool that's already helped me. I mean, I, I have not been overly active on posting listings. Like I, I make far more things than I put on chisel and that's really on me. That's just cause I, I'm pretty spread thin as it is. And, um, but that being said, it's a tool that's already helped me sell some items. Mm-hmm. It's helped me get my name out there. Um, it, yeah, one, you being one of them, <laughs> um, but I, I think that this there's a lot of really great um how do I say this more fancily? I think it's I I honestly just think there's this is a fantastic idea that could help a lot of people. Um yeah. one sell things but also buy things as well. Yeah, I love I love to hear you say that. And I uh I have to give you a shout out because you didn't uh you're a humble man. But uh, Dylan here was the first vendor on Chisel, and that'll always be the case. Yeah, no one else, no one else can have it. <laughs> Love it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make myself a T-shirt that says Chisel's first vendor. 
Then can we sue sue you for trademark? <laughs> How about you? I'll I'll just ask you to make me a shirt that says that. Uh, cool. We can, we can do that. Actually, here's an idea for you. Every single time you get a new vendor, you send them a shirt that says Chisel's twenty third vendor, Chisel's fiftieth. Like that too. I like that too. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite the niche. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't know what that means. What What are you saying when you say that word? I, I do you mean don't, niche? I don't think I could even define it. <laughs> oh man! No, that's fantastic. I love every single little bit of this, including how you say niche. Um, <laughs> no, that. Thanks so much for for coming on tonight and you know just real real quick to throw out a real like just fast piece of advice for somebody who has an idea and maybe they're just a little bit hesitant to act on it or not mm-hmm. sure if it's going to work yeah it's a really good question and uh, I'm trying to put myself into like the the before you take the first step is just like a fun place to be, but also almost like too comfortable. Like mm. it's, it's just really fun to think about something before you actually like make it concrete. If that makes sense. I am on board with that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I would say taking the first step, like I, for example, I'll use chisel. Like I had the concept for a long time. Um, I know we talked about kind of the timing of it, but the marketplace, like I built the marketplace through a a certain software uh, in like two nights. And so Mm. it was more of like the, I dip my toe in and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like it's not as cold or (laughs) as everybody says. Mm, Um, And that's always, I mean, that goes for any project, like any project you approach or any idea, like it sounds it's probably going to sound a lot scarier than you think it is. And mm-hmm. if you take the first step, there's a whole bunch of statistics around this and like people who start businesses. But um, if you take the first step, you're already ahead of like, I wish I could remember. I, I read this in an article one time. I want to say it's like 95% of people, they don't actually like do something. So, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. and I, I try not to, I would say the last year, it's my last piece of advice here, but don't worry about like, well, what if this doesn't work? Uh, that's like a question we all ask ourselves all the time, like no matter what we're doing. Um, and that in my mind, like there's kind of no place for that because if you take the first step, um, it's the process that's super important. Not really, you know, if someone asked me the goal of chisel, like for, a large company to acquire chisel or like for it to be known world nationwide, but then I'm skipping all of the like steps to get there, which are going to be the most meaningful anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how I think about it. Um, enjoy it, whether it's really small, whether it becomes something that's really important, um, or important, however you define that. Uh, that's kind of how I think through like new concepts and ideas. Now I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll evolve. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that you don't know if uh, Chisel needs to be a, st- uh, a household name. 
but I just want you to know that it's already a household name in my house. I love it. In my house. And, and your your house too. My my wife um, probably gets annoyed. I, I talk about Chisel a lot um, just awesome. because we've had conversations, Tyler. We've had phone calls and we've talked and, you know, yeah. we, we got to know each other and we interact on social media and, or, you know, we're talking about doing some, mm-hmm. some videos together, um, which yeah. I'm very excited about. Um, so oh, keep, yeah. keep an eye out on my, my socials too. You'll see some mm-hmm. more on Chisel here and probably you, Travis too. Hopefully. I'm going to plug the crap out of you, man. This yeah. is, <laughs> this is awesome. Well, the, the point of that is, is to say that I think the people that, um, use chisel as a tool to sell, like, you know, the vendors, um, it'll become a very important name to them just because it's, it's something that will help them, you know, make a name for themselves mm-hmm. and have that store platform online where they don't have to have their own website. And that's intimidating to a lot of people having their own website. And it's important this day and age, because anytime you, you talk about your business immediately, what do you go to? I'm going to look it up and see if there's a website. Yep. And uh, yeah, the fact that we don't have to build our own web- website is fantastic, mm-hmm. which I already have, but you know, it's not <laughs> the point. Not the point. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, Tyler, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Um, it was awesome talking to you, yeah. hearing about chisel. Thank you for sharing all this, all this wonderful information with us and the listeners. Um, do you have um, any uh, information? So, what's your what's your socials and and details on the website that you need uh, vendors and even customers to know? Yeah. So the I feel like we haven't talked about uh, the spelling of Chisel. Oh um, yeah, the we have not. <laughs> is Chisel is spelled instead of the S with a Z? Yes. Um, it's it just looks way cooler that way. That's what oh, I tell people. I agree. Uh, um. So just www.chisel.shop and same for Instagram. We recently started a TikTok, which um, I I don't know. I was like pushing against, but I'm glad we did it. Hang on. Um, I'm going to follow you. I'm TikTok's <laughs> following you right now. So it, yeah, Instagram and TikTok is just chisel.shop. Um, we're on Facebook as well, just which is just chisel uh, spelled with a Z, of course. But mm pretty pretty aligned across all the platforms sweet yeah and then what is again quick we're at the end here but um what does it take for somebody to become a vendor on chisel Mm -hmm. yep right now um have to be in the midwest and i promise that's not us being like rude that's making sure we're spending as much time and care with woodworkers in the midwest to make sure it works for when we do expand yeah Uh, very smart business move all it takes is going to the marketplace um, at chisel.shop and um, building a profile. It literally takes minutes, uh, bio, photo, name, a uh, couple other email, phone number, etc. cetera. And, uh, and if you have issues, we actually, we have a whole packet that walks step-by-step through the easy parts, through pay, we integrate with PayPal, for example, um, to make sure every transaction is secure. So we are there to help. I mean, I respond to emails like at two a, two a.m. So that's um, <laughs> true. He help does along the way, but then posting a new listing uh, as easy as if you go to the website. There's a 
big old green button in the right uh, hand corner. Just hit that, and it'll kind of guide you through uh, name, photo of the item, price, etc. And then everything is geographically pinned, so shoppers can shop by a grid view, a list view, and then also by a map view. So mm. uh, that's kind of a difference as well. Mm. That's very cool. And you you offer the option of picking up as well, don't you? So you can you can have shipped, but you can also look at the geographic location and mm-hmm. go pick it up if you would prefer that. Yeah, so woodworkers can actually uh, we have that coffee table that I'm in love with is actually pick up only. Okay, um, yeah. So yeah. vendors can do that as well if they just wanted to sell people uh, people local. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. And uh, vendors can also post custom listings too if you want to work with a vendor custom. Yes. So you can list available now. You can list custom items. So the difference there is available now. I just go in and I buy a bottle opener from from you, Dylan, for $26. Um, the custom item allows me to go in and actually message back and forth until you and I um, reach an agreement on dimensions, wood type, price, etc. And then the woodworker just simply creates a new listing, uh, which is listed under um, agreed upon custom order. And then that transacts. And we actually, on the back end, we see every transaction flow. So if something were to go wrong, if there was people were maybe had a, <laughs> there was a confrontation of some sort, we see all the messaging uh, that goes through so we can mediate that process as well. Hmm. Nice. And I'll say just from being the guinea pig creating my profile, the very first profile that was created, I would say that even then, I don't know, a few months ago, when was this? This is back in the fall. Um, it, it was really easy to do it. Um, so you, you even had it fine tuned from when I did it and I'm sure you've probably made some improvements since, but I didn't have really any issues. There might've been one issue, but I can't even remember what it was. And I think it was in the packet that you said you have, you know, you have all the questions answered before you even get to it. I think you were the reason we made the packet (laughs) because I was like, there should, even if it's a small issue, we want to make sure that it's as easy as possible. Um, so we have a, I literally wrote out like a guide, every step I went through, I made a profile. I made, I posted a listing I went through the PayPal, um, integration and just mm-hmm. wrote it out step by step. So the yeah, only, thanks for being the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. My pleasure. It's fun. It's fun being the guinea pig. Um, the only thing I remember now, what the issue was, is I was trying to figure out the shipping aspect and you had mm. then said you had recommended a couple of shipping services that then I would yeah. use outside yeah. of the website, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, it's not like I ship it and then it like automatically sends an email to my, to the customer on chisel. Um, that was the only thing that I was confused about cause I had never done that before. So it was kind of, so that's actually, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so because this is, we're working with individual like business owners uh, in the woodworkers. I, we want everything from, from the time the transaction happens, we want it to be you. Like we want it to be your business. So I think some people might think, well, why isn't all the shipping and everything handled 
on chisel. Um, we give resources, like you said, to like decrease shipping prices for woodworkers, etc. But I want you, Dylan, to be able to send it in whatever package you want to send it in. Send it with however many business cards or free items or what have you. Like I want it to be as you as possible. Mm. And I think when we, and this isn't like other sites, marketplaces do this same thing where like you buy the postage at the post office or like we actually encourage people to go through pirate ship, for example. Um, that just makes it, it puts it in the hands of the woodworker, which is what we want, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, really the whole, the way you're explaining is the whole process from listing the item to describing the item to making everything and shipping is all up to the vendor and it gives Mm -hmm. you so much freedom to do whatever you want to do. Put your own identity on it. Yep. No, I, we appreciate you coming on here and being, you know, pretty vulnerable with this idea and you give a really (laughs) thorough explanation that I think was, you know, just I, I'm sold. You know, oh, me too. <laughs> and I was already sold, but I'm sold even more. And I really hope that that a lot of our listeners will feel the same way, um, especially with having the opportunity to kind of get to know you too vicariously through yeah. the show. Um, so thank you for for doing that and and being so open and and honest and thorough. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks a ton for. For having me um i uh there's not a lot i love more than talking about chisel mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and just thinking through it and uh the people it impacts and obviously both of you being woodworkers like just means a lot so i appreciate you taking the time and um and joking a little bit along the way as well for sure absolutely and that actually is a great um, i think that's a good that's a good segue good to cut the point to the last yeah part of our oh, podcast no. that we always have to have and Ty- Travis you know what that is <laughs> the dad joke we need our dad joke of the episode ooh Tyler, I need to give a dad joke you can do you want to do you have one well I mean if it's your thing like for the dad joke I know this is like if you have one please I, I feel like this is like the call my calling so <laughs> I will say my my eyesight has been failing pretty miserably lately and I went to the doctor yesterday and they actually told me that I was like 50% colorblind. Huh. Yeah, it was completely out of the purple. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> did, did you guys hear about... I thought you were um, completely serious about that whole thing. <laughs> did you guys hear about Steve Harvey and his wife? No. It was a huge family feud. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good um we had another write-in this week too oh did we yeah another joke right in yep um that's great what did what did the left butt cheek say to the right butt cheek <laughs> we can come together and stop this crap <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm mad I laughed at that. It's great, though. I'm not. It's great. 
the uh, the completely out of the purple joke was used on me today. So that was a very recent development. That was so good. I thought that whole buildup was a serious story that you were telling. Nope. <laughs> it was completely out of the purple. <laughs> All right. Well, Tyler, thank you so much, man, for coming on, telling us about Chisel, telling us about yourself, and, you know, laughing along the way. We really appreciate it. And this was a great episode. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. Wouldn't It Be Nice theme song was performed and written by Luke Snyder.